0: Hey, what's going on Beacon family? Brandon Crook here and I am so pumped to get a moment to just share with you today's talk. Hey, we've been in kind of a cool series just called Purpose. Uh, we want to help you discover your purpose. We want to help you understand your purpose. Maybe the calling that God has on your life. How to how to find that calling and how to achieve the goals, and the things that God has placed in your life. So we've filmed two other messages, and today is going to be part three, so I'm really pumped to dive into it. We're going to title today's talk simply this, Keep Moving Forward. Keep Moving Forward. Are you ready? Let's get into it. All right, hey, before I go any further, I wanna invite you to maybe subscribe to this channel. Uh, Drop a comment, leave a prayer request. Let us know how we can be praying for you. And if you wanna support this ministry, we would be honored and so appreciative if you would help support us. Maybe you wanna tithe to this ministry or maybe you wanna give an offering. You can click the link below to help support us so that we can continue making content and blessing people all around the world. I'm pumped to dive into part three today, and we're going to jump right in to God's word. We're going to go to the book of Joshua, and we're going to start in chapter three, verse 15. Joshua chapter three, verse 15. And it simply says this, it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks, but as soon as the feet of the priest who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge... The water above that point began backing up a great distance away from the town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And then, check this out, the water below that point flowed into the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by they waited there until the whole nation of israel had crossed the jordan on dry ground this is an incredible passage huge opportunity here and i i just want to dive into it a little bit because i'm it excites me to see just the miracle that god did how many chances and times do you feel like there is a huge obstacle in the way of where you need to go. Like, I know I've got to go exactly to this place, this destination, but there's this obstacle in the way. I think of almost like a traffic jam, right? Like I'm trying to get from point A to point B, but there was some sort of wreck that caused a massive traffic jam, and now I'm just stuck, I can't go any further. Let me help you understand kind of what the Jordan River looked like and was for the Israelites, because usually it's this almost like a creek. It's shallow. It's easy to cross. But in harvest season, that time of year, the Jordan River is at flood stage. It breaks through the barriers and it is flowing like a raging river full of rapids. So it's it's impossible to cross by foot because if you've ever seen a river Specifically, rapids in a river. You don't even have to have extremely deep water. In fact, it's the opposite. It's the shallow water that creates a massive funnel of water that goes through. And so it'd be very easy to be swept downstream and ultimately uh, impossible to swim through. And so that's what the Israelites were facing. God had called them to move forward, to step into literally the promised land. They could see their future before them. But the barrier, the Jordan River, was keeping them where they were. So Joshua, an incredible man of God, who had just been handed over the leadership position of the Israelites, he is on his face before God, and God speaks to him and gives him instruction on what to do. And God tells him, he says, take the guys who are holding the ark, let them walk into the river first. And as that takes place and they wade into the water, the waters are going to back up and the rest of the waters are going to flow down until the river is dry. What an incredible miracle. And so because of their obedience, that's exactly what took place. They waded into the waters with the ark, the waters receded and dried up and the entire nation of Israel could cross into their destiny. How many times do we feel like, I know God is calling me to go here. I know this is the next season in my life. I know this is where I need to go, but this is keeping me right where I am. God, I need you to do something. How many times have you prayed that prayer? I remember many years ago. We were on this this trip. We were celebrating our first year of ministry school together, and so we went to this uh, we went to this river in Tennessee. And we were we were like floating down the river. We had a boat and all sorts of jet skis. And the river is really pretty up there because the the mountains are all around there, and there's cliffs on the sides, and the waters get really deep, and it's it's really fun. And so we came to this place where there was this really huge. It seemed like a cliff going right into the water. And it looked like people had created a way to get to the top of this cliff where this ledge was. And so we all had the bright idea. Let's let's jump out, swim to the edge, and then climb our way up to the top of this thing and, and check it out. And that's exactly what we did. We We climbed up this cliff and came to the top where this ledge was. And so we're looking out. And of course, the view is absolutely beautiful, but we all start looking at each other, trying to figure out how do we get back down? We realized we'd made the mistake of not really creating a way for us to get back down. And because it was pretty much a vertical cliff, there was only really one thing for us to do in order to get back down, and that was jump off into the water, jump off this cliff into the water, and let's hope it's deep enough that we don't hit the bottom and and hurt ourselves. And of course, we we were extremely high, or at least it felt that way. You know, we were probably 30, 40 feet up, but it felt like, you know, we were 100 feet above the water. And so as everyone's talking and arguing who's going to jump first, I, I literally look over there and I'm like, I am not going to be the last person on this thing. And so as everyone is arguing, I just take off without even thinking, I run and I jump off this cliff, free fall into the water. I hit the water so much harder than I expected it. It hurt, okay? And it felt like I was free falling for eternity. But hey, I'm, I was good. I made it out alive. I swam to the boat and I watched the others try to pick and choose who was going to go next. But here's the reality, okay? Oftentimes, it is the fear of the unknown that keeps us right where we are. It's the fear of the unknown, not knowing what is going to happen if I go forward. What happens though, and it's very dangerous, and a lot of people choose this path, is they choose to settle for what is familiar. And in doing so, they essentially give up their their destiny or their future so that they can stay where they are in a place that's comfortable, familiar, and doesn't have a whole lot of surprises. doesn't mean God won't use them. That doesn't mean that they might not see success, but it just means they might not ever fully walk in their full potential or get to the, the ultimate place God wanted them to go. How many times have you settled for what is familiar because you are scared of maybe the thing in front of you that ultimately God has already conquered so that you can move into the promise that he's given you? See, here's what I want you to understand. This is imperative to grasp. God will never call you to do something. God will never call you to go somewhere without already creating a path for you to get there. God had it all planned out for the Israelites. God was not gonna leave them stranded. God was not gonna get them that far only to help them or not help them and allow them to fall short. God knew exactly what needed to take place. There was only one thing the Israelites had to do. Only one thing Joshua had to do. That was be obedient. Be obedient to the instruction that God had given them. And that was to take the guys holding the ark, get in the water and watch God do the rest. How many times do we stay put? How many times do you stay right where you are? And maybe God's saying, hey, step out, walk forward. I've already given this to you. Go ahead, move out. But it's, it's scary. It, it's tense. It looks like maybe I'm going to have to face some things that I don't want to face. Maybe I'm going to have to sacrifice some things I don't want to sacrifice. Maybe I might have to give up what I love or, or leave the place that I am. And all of those things can be so scary. But God is like, I've already created the way for you to get there. I've already created a path for you in the wilderness. All you have to do is walk through the place that I've called you to go. It's scary, the unknown, but ultimately that's where God's miracle works the best. See, a lot of times God has already created a way for you. And I want to encourage you with that, because maybe today you feel like you're in that tension. You're riding that tension of, I I know I'm not supposed to fully be where I am. Maybe he's calling me to do something else. And you're riding that tension of, I might have to give this up, or I might have to face something, or I don't know if I have enough money to do this, or I might have to leave this, or maybe it's the complete opposite. Maybe you want to leave, but God is asking you to stay. See, God will use you right where you are if that's what he's called you to do. And so it's not your place to get up and leave and go somewhere else. It's your place to stay. Every day is a new day. Every day is a new opportunity to make a difference. Every day is a new opportunity to allow God to use you. The only thing that it takes is you opening and surrendering your life to him so that he can use you and to get from point a to maybe point b all you have to do is walk by faith fear is often the loudest voice in our head fear can paralyze you fear will keep you where you are and if you're not careful Fear will ultimately keep you in a place where you are stuck and can't get out of. And the crippling anxiety, the crippling depression, the frustration, the tension, the anger, all of that comes with it. And I want to encourage you in this moment today, if that is you and you feel like you're falling into that place, it is time to allow God to help you to break through the fear that has been paralyzing you so that God's miracle can work and you can ultimately walk into the promised land. I wanna give you two scenarios, two things that regardless of your place in life, regardless of maybe what you're facing right here, right now, regardless of what big obstacle you might see in front of you, these two things I feel like we all face when trying to move into what we would classify as our purpose, our destiny, ultimately what the Israelites were facing walking into the promised land, okay? These two things are so important to break out of. The first one is this, maybe you feel stuck and maybe even a little bit angry at God. Maybe you have been praying and praying and praying, asking God for help, asking God for healing, asking God for breakthrough. Maybe you've been praying for a family member, maybe you have watched a family member lose their life or you've lost something that you felt like you prayed for and it's caused you to become angry. It's caused you to maybe have, have some bitterness in your life. It's caused you to look at God as maybe punishing you instead of trying to help you. And so you've got this tension in your life where you don't know where to go, you don't know who to trust. Can I just pause right there and say, never ever allow your life and yourself to be angry at God. God can handle frustration. He's he's God. He's a big a big God, okay? He's the creator of the world. He can handle your anger and your frustration, but don't ever turn your back on him and think he is the reason you are the way things are. God is working in ways that we cannot see. God is working things out and he's he knows your past, present, and even your future and he knows exactly where you need to be at the right season, in the right time, what you need, all of those things are already laid out. And it's your job to just walk by faith and trust Him. Never give up your prayer life. Never stop praying simply because you haven't seen your prayers answered yet. Never give up hope simply because you haven't seen the fruit of the prayers you've been praying. Maybe you have watched something disappear that you prayed for, would not You have to surrender that to the Lord and say, God, I know you are in control. I know you provide everything that I need and I know you give it to me when I need it and you are leading me where I need to go. And so I surrender to you, I walk by faith. Never stop praying because when you stop praying, you basically hit the pause button on where you are. Do you feel stuck right now? Maybe that's you. The second thing is simply this, maybe you lack boldness. Maybe you lack boldness to walk forwards. I believe it is our right now, in the world we're living in, our faith is being attacked, and Christians are just, are losing boldness. Boldness has nothing to do with your personality. I knew people who were incredibly bold, but yet, quiet and soft-spoken and i knew people who were incredibly loud and huge personalities but incredibly timid when it came time for them to do something see i believe it's going to take boldness for you to break through whatever it is that is in front of you i believe it's going to take boldness for you to get to your purpose and destiny it's gonna take boldness and trusting God that he knows what you need and he knows when you need it and he knows where you need to go. It's gonna take boldness to maybe give up the things you love so that you can move into what he has for you. When people talk about the Christian faith, it's very interesting because a lot of people, and even pastors are guilty of saying this, and I. I hate listening to it because often it's taking out of context when people say Christians have to suffer. If I'm going to live a life for God, I must suffer. And somehow that level of suffering means I can't have nice things, I have to be broke, I have to have a horrible job or no job. I have to live in a small house. I have to have, you know, no friends, like whatever. I have to just live in this bubble of suffering when God wants you to succeed. God doesn't want you to suffer. He wants you to succeed. He, He wants you to have great things. He wants you to live a life that is flourishing full of incredible opportunities. There is nothing wrong with having nice things and having money. It's when those become idols in your life that that is wrong. So chase your dream, chase your passion, chase the vision that God has put in you, chase success, but don't do it for your name, do it for his name. Allow him to get the glory when you see breakthrough. But a lot of times it seems as if we get our minds stuck in a place and we lack boldness when we feel like maybe God is calling me to start a business. Maybe God is asking me to move to this new city. Maybe God is saying turn around and go back to the family that you left because you thought it was toxic and so you ended up getting a divorce when you had no business doing so. God wants to heal your marriage, I believe. Maybe God is saying go back to the ones that hurt you. Go back to the church you feel like completely destroyed what you love because I'm gonna mend those relationships. I'm gonna help turn this thing around. Maybe that's what God has been asking you to do all along but it's the fear and the lack of boldness that has kept you where you are. See, if they had never walked into the river with the ark, the river would have never dried up the way that it did. They had to have faith in the miracle that was about to take place. They had to have faith and trust in God and know, hey, this is what God said. This is what God spoke. So we've got to obey in order to see this thing happen. What are you pausing right now, maybe because of your lack of obedience. Is it big? Is it small? I want to allow you an opportunity today as I pray over you to just let the peace of God fill your life. Let the joy of the Lord fill your life. And, And whatever barrier you have been maybe walking or walking right up against, Whatever barrier you've been facing that seems impenetrable, as I pray, I believe right now God is going to give you a new vision, a new strategy, and God is going to help show you the things you need to do so that you can walk in freedom into the ultimate destiny that he has for you. So come on, whether you're watching or listening, let's take a moment and let's pray together. Let's allow God to just fill our life in this moment today. Come on, will you pray with me? Father, right here, today in this moment, I wanna thank you for this amazing person. God, I believe that you have a huge purpose for everyone, but oftentimes, God, there is a barrier, there is an obstacle that seems to be blocking where we need to go. And God, it's because of this obstacle that many of us stay where we are when you've called us to move forward. And so today, I pray for breakthrough in this person's life like they've never seen before. God, I pray that you will perform a miracle and allow them to see where they need to go, what they need to do, God. Allow them to see the hand that you have on their life today. Fill them with peace. Fill them with joy. Give them fresh vision and fire, God, in their life. I pray for boldness so that they can walk into this new season that you have for them full of confidence, God, and ready to see your hand work through their life. So today, God, I pray that this barrier that's in front of them will be broken and they will have the ability and the boldness to obey your word. We're gonna give you the praise in advance. We're gonna thank you for Jesus. We're gonna thank you for freedom. God, I rebuke any anxiety, any fear, any depression on this person's life. Allow them to feel you right here, right now today. God, we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Man, I pray that that really filled your life and helped you. And if it did, hey, drop a comment below. Let us know how we can continue encouraging you. We want to walk you through this process and help you discover new things that God has for you every single day. I want to thank you personally for watching this talk today. If you want to join the Beacon community, feel free to click the link below. Send your information over to us and we'll reach out to you because we want to help you and be with you. And hey, again, if you want to donate to this ministry and support what God is doing, feel free to do so. We would appreciate it so much. We love you and we can't wait to see you soon. God bless.